0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wicked Duct Tape with your host, Russell Ellis. Russ is the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, a moving story of raising a chronically ill child and how this affected his family dynamic. Here, Russ gives men permission to recognize and express their emotions. He also discusses ways to confront these situations as a family in a united and cohesive way. Here is your host,
1: Russ Ellis. Good afternoon. This is Russ Ellis, and I am the author of "Duct Tape Won't Fix This: A Father's Perspective on Raising a Chronically Ill Child." Um, I'm, I'm struggling with. The, how difficult this topic is, uh, and so I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit here tonight, and and talk about some some of the hard things, but some of the happy things as well. And uh, as as I move forward with getting this information out there, and I'm actually getting feedback from the dads, I'm, I'm cognizant of the fact that. I know exactly how they feel right now while they're feeling it, and and what's I'm, what's flashing back at me at this time is this: uh, as they become aware, their their anger is growing, you know, because they've always been told they're wrong, no matter what happened, no matter what it was. That's how that's how it happened to me, and I'm getting it reflected back to me like it was a mirror, and, and so I, what I want to do is I want to make sure that as I, I stir this pot that I try to be as even-handed as I can because the women and the men were all raised in the same society, and this is a, an issue that is perpetuated by society is that, you know, men don't cry, men don't ask for help, men don't, men don't, men don't, well we do we we should we we need to um why the hell didn't we who who developed that theory uh, how else can they get young boys to go and fight and kill other young boys uh, it just doesn't make sense, so as you're developing an awareness of yourself as a whole complete human being <clears throat> your your anger is the first thing that that comes to to the surface. And anger will protect you or or tries to protect you. And the first thing you want to do is lash out at everything and everybody, you know, and, and, you know, damn, I know I'm right. I've not been wrong all this time. Um, And so what that does is create more pressure on the home front that, you know, the like so we're blaming the women, and and they were raised in this same mix with us, and they're only doing what they know. So as as we go forward, I want to try to get them, get the women involved, and try to get the feelings of what's going on. Let's let's share a little bit more than we have been. Um, you know, and, and listen to what they have to say and trying to be heard and insist you know you got to insist that you get to be heard too um, and, and it's really really important um, <clears throat> I know how how detrimental that, that attitude is uh, you know it's like kill them all and let God sort them out you know and it's like and, and that does no one any good um, you know that's again that all or nothing thing attitude and we need to be inclusive and in, as we change but it has to be mutual you know we have to have the women along with us we need to have the the guys taking back their the full sense of who they are and how they feel and and what what has happened to them and you know why they you know why they are the way they are you know, it's, it's it's a societal thing. You know, we can't just point a finger and say, well, you did this or you did that or somebody else did something else. You know, this, is, this has been uh, driven into us from, you know, from when we were knee-high to a grasshopper. And, you know, and, and the advertising and the strong uh, people that they put in front of us as this is how to be a man You know the John May, the Marlboro Man, and you know these people. Um, But that's that's wrong, absolutely, completely, totally, totally, totally wrong. You know, how do you live? Like myself, I had four emotions as I was going through this: happy, sad, depressed, and rage. You know, I don't care how you mix that pot; you're not coming up with anything that's positive. And and. The women have as probably they're better adept at, at speaking about things around feelings and, and emotions. And that's okay. They're not wrong. They're just better at it than we are because we've had no practice in all our lives. You know, that doesn't make us bad or wrong or, you know, um, the enemy. You know, if we want peace, then I think we need to listen to them and, and, and by the same token, get listened to from them. It, it's that important, you know? If it wasn't, let me ask you a question. If if what you're doing is working, how are you doing? You know, how's that working for you? You know, are you at peace? Do you have a great conversation? Are you, is your intimate life one of... of something to cherish or is it oh my Jesus you know get away from me you know it, it's we're, we're trying to survive here folks you know and and we have men going one way women going the other way and we need to pull the wagon in the same direction because the kids are getting hurt okay I don't care what happens when it happens it always is the kids that are hurt. You know, they they take on responsibilities that are not theirs. You know, that if I wasn't sick, that mom and dad wouldn't be fighting, and you know, just on and on it goes. So the the my suggestion is, I need to do a little bit more homework and and figure out how to get the women involved at the level that I want you to be involved with them. Um, we need to be uh, hand in hand not to fist the face, you know, and just fighting our way through. That that creates nothing but chaos and ulcers uh, and sickness and all kinds of stuff. So we don't want that. That That's what's been happening. And obviously by the divorce rate, uh, it ain't working. So let's do something different. You know, let's have the cojones to, you know, down and say it stops here stops with me Um, it's a hell of a challenge but you know there it is and I I think that if you're you're interested in fixing this this is what we need to do you know you're not going to just go somewhere else start fresh and whoopie do you know it's fixed because if you don't address it nothing changes. You bring your stuff with you and you just create a new uh, set of bad circumstances. You know, you take another hostage and and what good does that do? Now more people get hurt. So we need to slow down. We need to just take a look at ourselves and be responsible for who and how we are. And I think that by, by guys just showing up and... Trying, just trying, okay? Nobody's going to do it right. Nobody's going to get it, you know, perfect. Um, but the fact that, you know, we're not trying right now, we're not showing up, you know, we're running away, jumping in a bottle or a drugs or, you know, whatever we're doing. Um, so if we need, you know, what we need to do is just show up and participate, eyeball to eyeball. All right? Again, I said it before, a week or two ago, that that woman that you're now fighting with is the one that you chose to marry and have children with. And through some circumstance, your child gets sick. You know, whose fault is it? Regardless, it doesn't matter. What matters is that child needs both of you. And we're going to do this together. Or, you know, you're going to be out there all by yourself forever and, uh, trust me when I tell you that's no place to be. I struggle daily with uh, being lonely and you know, not having someone that I can share with. So, if you'd like some um, first-hand information, it sucks. Uh, plain and simple. You know, you need to fix fix what you get and, and make it work from where you are. Okay, so, I'm... Uh, I'm going to step aside from the hard stuff and uh, let's try to talk about a little bit of other, a little more upbeat things, you know, that uh, like the family as we were growing up, you know, we had the kids and, and you know, you your first, not all we remember are the negatives, you know, the bad things, the hurtful things, the, you know, the things that it just, because look at what you get for news. All right that's how we've been trained, all right? you only look at the negative well, I'm telling you that a family's life is a hell of a lot more than negative, you know you've got um, birthdays you know i mean that's that's something that they that they need. you get Christmas and Easter and um you know sporting events and and Girl Scout events and dance class and, you know, um, it it just can't all be bad. But that's what we remember. That's what we focus on. We only focus on the bad. I mean, I have three beautiful women in my life who are my family who are great and lively and spirited and and smart and just amazing people. My ex-wife my two children, all right, and I think, you know, that that they survived and were able to come out better than we were, I think is, a, is an, an amazing story, um, and I'm very proud of all of them, you know, and <clears throat> we still get together, and we still have dinners or holidays or, or whatever, and I still steal food off my wife's plate. She still stabs me, my ex-wife's plate. She still stabs me with her fork when I do, Uh, you know. And my girls are just, you know, they don't understand my perspective. They don't understand my side of this issue. And I don't expect them to. And I don't even care if they read my book or listen to the radio or, or whatever they don't want to do. It's okay. I have to change how I am. And how I am is, I hope to become uh, the loving person that they didn't have as we were going through all of this chaos and, and trouble, you know, that that led to uh, the divorce and and you know and, and the, the, the the dealing with the fact that the child was sick and there's nothing as a man you can do to fix it, change it, or alter the outcome. That is so touching. Legs out from under you. slip back into the hard part. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, the the my my oldest daughter was in Girl Scouts and in one year she earned thirty one badges and my ex wife wouldn't let her just cop a play and, you know, take whatever whatever that badge said had to be done. She had to do it every time in order for her to Get the badge, and she did 31. I don't think anybody ever got 31 all at once by doing everything about everything and put on it. And my youngest one was an uh, athlete, and she was a runner. Oh, good Lord! That girl ran every everywhere she went, even in her sleep. She'd run. Um, she played soccer and she ran track, and she still holds a couple of records that are pretty impressive. Um, again, I'm not going to get into too much of that because they re- requested to not be a part of this process. This is mine, and they they'd rather not uh, be a part of it. But uh, it doesn't mean that I'm not loving and you know strongly supportive of them. Um, it's just that circumstances drove us apart, and I accept responsibility for my part in that, and I'm doing my damnedest to fix it <clears throat> and to change it and to to make sure that I share the information out there in the in the real world, uh, you know, so that families don't end up where we are. You know, it just it's just too too much to let go of, you know, and and anyway, uh I'm I'm excited uh that I'm gonna have I think I'm gonna have dinner with one of the dads tomorrow night and just to hear the words and the feelings reflected back to me gives me such hope that I'm doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time. And that this is going to turn into something unbelievable. All right. And if I, if we only, only, only help one family stay together, I will consider this a success. Uh, you know, I've been four years into this project. i um, I'm, I've written two books and developed the the magic hat. I spent everything I got. (laughs) And I do it again in a heartbeat because I'm 67 years old and I've never felt this alive in my life. So I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I am, I'm, I'm learning. I'm still learning. I stink at computer, but I'm still learning anyway. Um, so I think I'm going to take a moment here and run the commercial and pay a bill or two, and then we'll get back and we'll talk a little more. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavan. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It's not fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, Wicked Housewives on CapeCod.com. Did you
0: know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod radio and TV hosts. Kathleen O'Keefe Canvas and Laurie Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Canvas and Laurie Boyle, CEO of Laurie Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writers' Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod.com.
1: Okay. Uh, I've had some feedback from, you know, from a fan or two that that uh, has said that uh, you know I need to do a better job at story, you know, telling a story and engaging my audience um, in a little more upbeat uh, fashion. And, and so one of the things, one of the things that came to my mind that I found after I looked at the sadness and got past that. I found to be absolutely uplifting and and changed my heart. And that's a hard thing for me to do is change my heart. There was a young uh, child, two or three-year-old girl, uh, who had had, not only did she have leukemia, but she had Down syndrome as well. And that's not unusual um, that that a child with Down syndrome will have leukemia as well. Uh, I don't remember what the stats are, but but it's it's not unusual. In any event, this, this young lady was just bubbly. I mean, you walk into the clinic and, you know, everybody's down and pissy, moony, gripey, and, you know, we got to get out of here. And, you know, the kids are crying, the parents are crying, yeah, but not this little one, you know. She... Just smart. You could not be with her or want to be with her. All right? She she couldn't speak. Uh, I don't know whether she was because of the down or because she was too young to learn to speak yet. Uh, I don't remember how old she was. But she could say, kitty, kitty, kitty. And, you know, it was to, – to. we went around and found all the books in the clinic that had a picture of a kitty in it. And she would just bubble over and you know, kiddy, giddy, kitty. And she's you know, to to see this precious little thing to be tested so hard so early, um, it just it, it made me think, you know, that that you know, my, my daughter was had had leukemia and but she only had leukemia. And but at that time it wasn't simple, um, because I was afraid of it like everybody else, but she was just, she wanted to be talking to whomever would listen, and she just reached out, and she just touched you, just because she was who she was, how she was, and she was different, and she was magnificent, and to hear her do a belly laugh it it was, I mean, the whole place broke up, you know, all of the stress, all of the angst and all of the fret, you know, it just disappeared because she was belly laughing and she'd get into it. And it was, it was just, it changed my life. I I just, you know, I I felt the shift um, that took place. And and, I mean, it just, it did. (laughs) And, And I'm okay with saying that, you know, because it's it's true. Okay. Uh I I almost went off of another angle there. Um, one of the, the I have to slip back a little bit here into the, the hard side because when I when I finally get, you know, my anger under control, you know, I, I my my wife wanted to take the kids to church and she wanted to pray about stuff and and I just, you know, that ain't happening for me. You know, I I was angry at God that he allowed this ha- to happen to my child. You know, I said, if that's the best you can do, leave me alone. I'll take it from here. Well, I cut myself off from all hope. And, um, and my life got pretty miserable there for a while. And, again, <clears throat> I think we all need something more. That's bigger than us to hold on to for hope, and I, I didn't have any hope, and and I really caused myself a lot of pain. And as I've moved forward, as I've developed and, and matured, and I've gone back and I've tried to work on my spiritual life, and <clears throat> and it has changed dramatically. And the day it changed was when somebody handed me the beautiful poem called Footsteps in the Sand. And what the basis of, what the the, the breakdown of the story is, is as you look back over your life and you only see one set of footprints in the sand, it wasn't because God had abandoned me, but it was I was being carried. So when I finally picked myself up from crying and, and reflecting on how important that is, that I you know then I really my my spiritual life really began to pick up and and I'm not telling you how to do anything, you know that's between you and God or whoever you believe in, or whatever you believe in, um, but for me, my spiritual life happens through through other people, and everybody comes into my life either to teach me something or learn something from me. To just be there that I can kind of lean against and, and draw from their strength. And, and I'm lucky that I have a bunch of people like that in my life. Again, I, I don't mean to get off on tangents here, but, but I think that we are things go, and I'm not sure we let the right things go. You know, we're, we're, we're being fed this perpetual lie you know that that you know through advertising, through um, through a lot of things. You know, they, we need to shut off the TV. You know, think, learn how to think for yourself. You know, this this uh, the GMOs. You know, are you kidding me? And the, the chemical and the Pharmacy people, I mean, not the pharmacy people, but uh, the people who make the drugs. Did you, have you listened to the, the what the side effects are? You know, if you take this drug for that thing, you know, tell your doctor. Well, they've, they've circumvented that process, all right? They've, they've gotten around it. They don't have to go through the doctor now. They go directly to you. You go in and you think you need that. You tell your doctor, and your doctor prescribes it. And the God awfulest worst things happen to you: cancer, heart failure, whether you had it before or not. You know, it, it's we we we've been lied to, cheated on, and treated like dirt. And it's time we plant a foot and say, "Screw this!" You know, I'm I'm angry, and I'm not taking it anymore. You know, or, or pick something that makes you happy that that gets you to do something other than. Go along with the crowd and, and be a part and you know, be like a shh you know this is this is just this particular chronic illness stuff is thirty two million families thirty two million you know you start adding that thirty two with, with the kids with thirty two million dads thirty two million moms, and at least one other sibling you know before you before long you got a third of the population of this country who is chronically ill, cancer alone is, represents 25% of the death rate in America. Come on, folks. Let's let's get somebody to do something different. You know, help me get out there and help me. You know, I'll get out there. I'll do my own change on this one. You get hot about something and do your own change on something else. You know, the, the drug companies and uh, the insurance industry and the credit card industry. You want to crash the in crash the country's, uh crash the country? Don't pay your credit card bills. Done. That'll take it out. <clears throat> you know this is this, it's all based on false um, <laughs> false things that we're being told. And I went right back into the negative, and I apologize for that. Just remember that beautiful little girl that. Uh, smiled and giggled, and, and you know, she, you need to have a, when, you, when you're playing with her, you had to have a, a cloth diaper there to just keep wiping up the drool and, and all of that. And I, her giggle honestly changed my heart, and I wish that you could hear that, you know, in my voice or or somehow through something that you do, all right, just hear that. And let it change you. What we need to do is come together as men, fix us, and help us fix the women and the family. Uh, America is broken, and America is family. Family first. That's the way it's been forever until recently. So we need to take responsibility to fix this. and I challenge you. Help me and help yourself. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Duct Tape. You may join Russ every Tuesday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening and have a great week.